Hi, I'm Mike. And I'm Larry. Welcome to Manipod, a podcast dedicated to men over 50. Brought to you by Manipause.com. Hi, I'm Mike, and this is Larry, and this is our special guest, Bill Overton. Uh, this is part two of our interview with Bill. Bill is a media consultant, an actor, an activist, an athlete, a producer, and an all-around great guy, and he's going to talk about his book and his family and what menopause means to him. So welcome, Bill. Bless you. Good to see you. Thank you. Thank Thanks you for, for coming again. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Let's rock. All yeah. right, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, go ahead. So the pride of your life are your four daughters. Tell yep. us about them. Um, yeah, I have four girls. Let's see. Cheyenne is the oldest. Uh, I, I better not say their ages. Yeah, I, don't, I get don't do that. Don't Cheyenne do that. is oldest. Savannah is uh, second. Then Copper, and then Zaire. You know, all Beautiful of their, names. all of their, uh, they're all gorgeous. They look like their moms, and, and they're, um, <laughs> they, they, I am so blessed. You know, so my um, my oldest daughter, uh, her initials are CMO for Chief Managing Officer uh, so of the family. So she would have it. <laughs> so so um, uh, Savannah is six two. She her initials are SRO for Standing Room Only. There you go. Uh, copper, I knew it was going to be a knockout, so I I has changed Copper to be spelled with a K as opposed to a C, and then Zaire is the baby. She's the one who graduated uh, from the Superior University to UCLA. She's... Um, Harvard? Uh, UCLA. Uh, excuse me? Uh, cut. No, so she she just graduated from UC, USC a couple of years ago, and her initials are Z-O-O. So, so I knew either, she was either going to be uh, a doctor and discover the cure for AIDS because the origin of AIDS supposedly started in Zaire or the Republic, Democratic Republic of the Congo, or she was going to be living in a damn zoo. So one or the other. So we're, <laughs> we're still we're still trying to figure it out. But I, I am so I am so blessed, uh, and and you know I I'm, I'm blessed. So they all played. They're all athletic. You know, all really Makes really sense. good people. Yeah. really good people. I'm, I'm I'm man. I'm telling you. And your wife? Uh, yes, uh, yeah, Jane. Uh, the she's. Um, Jane. Jane Kennedy there Overton, you um, mm-hmm. You'll know the, the, the mother of three of uh, my daughters, and Jane is uh, quite an icon in her own right, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, champion and uh, trailblazer in in the media, specifically her claim to fame, uh, to serious fame was the, she was the first uh, African American and the second woman to be on the NFL Today CBS Sports. So everybody saw her on Sunday, and I can't tell you, if I had a dollar for everybody, every guy that said, man, you know, I used to watch your wife, I mean, just, you know, they'd be drooling and shit, you know what I mean? So I said, yeah, yeah, I used to, I used to watch her too when I was a little boy on television, and, and pissed, and pissed okay, Jane that's off. it, you're, it's over. It's over for you, buddy. And she then better my, not see this. Yeah, no, and then my, my yeah. first wife, I mean, who's Cheyenne's mom is, um, I, I, they, everybody, we got a great family, Kathleen Bradley. And so, if you ever see the movie Friday, mm-hmm. you sure? Mm-hmm. With, 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 was Ice, Ice Cube? I don't it, think I have. Yeah, it was quite, it's quite a, a, a classic film, certainly with, within the African-American community. So if I'm speaking with, with youth, uh, you know, trying to get their attention, you know, and I'll go, you guys ever see the movie Friday? They go, yeah, yeah, yeah. I say, you ever, um, you remember, um, uh, what's her name? Her name in the damn film was 
Miss Parker. You remember Miss Parker? They go, oh, yeah, oh, hell yeah, we know Miss Parker. Because she would be outside, you know, the little, the little dude, I forgot, I apologize for, uh, the, that's very famous. He lived across the street, and he would come out of his house, and Miss Parker would be out in the yard uh, watering the grass with hot pants on, Daisy, you know, da like, like, um. Daisy Dukes. Daisy Dukes, yeah. right? And he'd go, and he'd go hi, Miss Parker. So I would say, well, Miss Parker was my first wife. And the guys in the class would go, Ooh, I got him. I got him right here yeah, in the palm of yeah, my hand. Yeah. So I've told that story in front of 30 guys or 300. So I owe Kathleen a licensing fee. I owe Jane a <laughs> licensing fee. I mean, both of them are my claim to fame, as well as my girls. So uh, what's your wife great. do now? Uh, anything I tell her. There you no, go. No. <laughs> Boy, she is not going to want to watch this one. <laughs> she does. Have my, her go to menopause. Let me tell you. Oh, no, okay. no, no, no joke. Yeah. I mean, I, my kids, when they see this, they go, Dad, did you say that? Because if I tell my wife to go left, she goes right. She absolutely does not do what I tell her. Matter of fact, I don't even tell her. I that's the secret to a good marriage. Yeah, yeah that's, that's it. right. That's yeah. right. That's yeah. it. So Our what, wives what, do the same thing. You know, what, does, what does menopause mean to you right now in the, your life? Well, Julie told me I have to suffer through an interview with you two. Let me see. <laughs> that's part of it. After, after that, <laughs> let me see. You know, it's, whew, you know, how many times have you heard the saying, you know, I wish I knew than what I know now. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and then, you know, listening to uh, Dan, you know, Petrie Jr., wow. You know, how his dad, you know, mentored him and his, and his siblings. You know, and I remember being raised in Boston, Massachusetts, being mentored by, and they never walked around saying, you know, we know everything, you know nothing. They just took us to sporting events. They took us to church. They taught us how to do this, how to do that. And you watch and you learn. You know, and one of the things that we was part of the culture was, you know, e each one teach one. You know, so I kind of even as a kid, when I was 16 years old, I was a program director at the YMCA camp teaching, trying to help young kids. And I was always I can remember the name. George Zamora was a special needs kid and his family really f sought me out and, and, you know, gave me a big pat on the back. And a little bit of change on the side for looking out for him. Because I'd meet him at the bus every day. And the fact that I can remember George Zamora's name at camp. Yeah. He was special to me. Yeah. And my relationship, my appreciation for him as a human being. I'll never forget mm. that. So now, you know, I mean, I'm very attuned to you know, special needs, you know, children, et cetera, et cetera. That's a whole other st story there. You know, so... Um, yeah, there you go. Do you feel that, uh, and we, we've talked to several people about this, do you feel that you're a lot closer with your kids than you were with your parents? No, <laughs> you kidding? No, well, my mother, <laughs> my mother, my mother and I, my mother just passed away, unfortunately, in this past June. Mm. So we're tight. Okay. My father, eh, and I, he loved me dearly, loved my mom, you know, but he was, he was a former military uh, person who was in the army, and I, uh, when I found out, found some of his records later on after he passed, actually, he was a, a military cop. He did a lot of, he's not a cop, but he did some interesting stuff in, in, in security details and things of that sort. But he's a hard ass, you know, and um, so I was determined, you know, that I think that's why the Lord blessed me with four girls or cursed me, depends on how you look at it, because I knew if I had boys. I was going to kick their ass like my dad kicked mine. Yeah. But I now, I can't even raise my voice yeah. with my girls, you know. And so, so um, but I, I learned a lot about how much closer I wanted to be with my kids when I had them. If I could have had eight, I would have had eight. 
Now, my father, I, I never, I never, um, uh, what's the right words? Um, uh, when you, I never felt that I wasn't loved. Uh, I never felt uh, that he would, do, he, my father worked six days a week. The, mm -hmm. uh, he, and, he, on, on, and on the Sabbath, I mean, he would rest. His, 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 one of the things he loved to, to do was like to watch professional fight boxing on television. If he was around now, he would really, oh, he'd love to um, mix martial arts and, oh, yeah. and, and MMA and all that other stuff. You know, but he, was, um, he wasn't a, 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 a warm, you know, kind of person. Uh, most of the time, he's you know very much a disciplinarian, and I was telling um, my father, dance, my father, he he was a mechanic, he fixed trucks, trailer trucks, and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. His father had a garage, you know, and taught him everything he knew. I wanted to learn about cars. He get outside, you know. I, every time I wanted to learn about something, cars, get away, go outside, play sports. So I became a baseball player, football player. You basketball he wanted player. more for you uh, than want, that. I asked, absolutely yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so when he he was so proud of you know of what I was able to do yeah. as an athlete, you know, and uh, a student athlete, mostly as an athlete because I didn't I didn't come home with A's and stuff. Yeah. But uh, I I think of my, my Papa Gino all the time, and my motivation as well as well as my mom. Yeah. yeah. Did he warm up to you emotionally uh, after you had kids? Oh hell yeah! Right? Oh Isn't man! Isn't that when it changes? He because I, I had the kind of the same relationship with my dad. There was no relationship until. I had uh, children, Great. and then all of a sudden, we became friends. Great, it was point. amazing. Great point. And actually, even before I had children, because he he really loved the young ladies that I got married to, you know, because he didn't. I mean, I was my father. Now, did, did I didn't I didn't say that my father, Papa Gino, was actually my my stepdad. I didn't find my biological father oh. until I was maybe 30. That's a whole nother story. Mm. So, but I would, I would never call my Papa Gino my step, I, step was dad. dad. That's he my father. Right. End of story. Right. You know, and so when I got married, I mean, he was tickled because that was his, now he got a daughter. You know, and thank goodness, you know, the two women that I hoodwinked and didn't get married were really nice people. Did you and, marry over your head? That's a little personal. <laughs> Well, Larry did well, for sure. Well, you know, he, yeah. he married over his head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, Jane is absolutely smarter than me, and, and Kathy's funny as is all get out and talented. You know, but they um, and they came. From, I, I great families, great great families, and I, I learned I learned so much from them. I learned from Kathy when she was taking care of her mom when her mom got older how to be a, a, a kid. That's responsible for their parents. So she got four brothers, but she was the one that really held down the fort with her, with her mom. And I, I didn't have brothers and sisters. So I and my mother, you know, I said uh, for the last she was exercising up until the time she was ninety. Wow. Uh, excuse me. Excuse me. I, let me take the back. She was exercising up until the time she was ninety four. She passed away when she was ninety four and a half. Wow. But so I had On I the took, treadmill. I um, actually no, but she had a. My mother had a. We bought a, an exercise machine called a Slim Jim. Oh yeah, oh yeah. And, and, and I, I have the number twenty-two. I mean, I got a special edition because I used to work for the owner of that company. And so Kathy and I bought her Slim Jim. She used that thing religiously, and I would go home every once in a while, and, and she'd wear the damn hinges outside. I had to go to the <laughs> next town. I swear the truth. I'd go to the next town, and the welder in a town called Holbrook. When I walk in the door, he's so she's still using that thing over 30 years. He replaced the engines three times wow. in 30 years. Wow. But, you great. know, so there's a lot to be said 
about exercising and oh, yeah. taking care of yourself. And so I try to, I try to abide by well, that as well. Look at you. Yeah. I'm holding my stomach in. I mean, so. you're 105, and look at you. <laughs> Did I say that? I meant 55. Yeah. <laughs> so last question. If we, if we interview you in, in five years, yeah. what do you want to have accomplished between now and then? Well, I got about, I got about 10 projects. I, I'd like to take my book, I'm trying to raise money to turn it into a massive interactive platform, a digital, a D-book as they call it. Uh, I'd like to establish an, in, uh, um, in the image of a people academy to use all the content, you know, to, so that company, people around the world can really understand how the media functions. That would be one. I've got a couple of TV shows that I'm trying to sell. Right. I've helped, uh, as a consultant, I've helped find a little bit of money over here to help a producer over here that I've been mentoring, I'm a fan of. I, I know so many amazing writers who can't get arrested for mm -hmm. different reasons. You know, they're too mm -hmm. this, they're too that. So listen to, in meeting Dan Petrie, understanding you know, uh, a little bit about Hollywood. And I've been around a long time. It's just that I don't know how to take no for an answer. You know, so I'm really trying to raise money so that I can help uh, other people. The, the, one of my favorite quotes in my book, it says that the law of culture is to let everybody become all we're created capable of becoming. You know, so if I can, when I can find the source of funds and contacts or whatever to say, you know what, if Bill calls me, I know it's a good project. That's what I want. And I don't yeah. want anything other yeah. than, than yeah. that. With your history, you're not gonna stop. So oh, I'm sure that five years from now, you're gonna be doing all that. So. And hopefully this won't ruin my career. I know, this, this, would be, <laughs> this would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's over, buddy. Yeah, it's over. <laughs> 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 Touchy-feely, huggy, Again. a lot of emotion here. <laughs> Thanks so much yeah. for coming. Bill, it's and, been an uh, absolute pleasure. Been you're been a great so guy. And again, here's the book. And the book is The Media Shaping the Image of a People by Bill Overton. Right. Congratulations on this. I'm just I'm trying. Great. I'm trying to make the world better. And go to menopause.com and go to shop and buy it because everybody should have this on, awesome their, book. on their coffee table. It's a great book. And thank you, Bill, for being with us and really appreciate thanks meeting again, you. Thank you. And appreciate thanks it. a lot. See thank you. Next you. Time. Appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. If you want to hear more podcasts or read great articles, get involved with the menopause community for men over 50 on menopause.com. And don't forget, live life, live young.